Hello. Welcome to Nerds. Uh, we're doing this via Skype tonight, so get your life. Uh, everybody's <laughs> here, though. Say hi, Keith. Womp. Hey, guys. Welcome to Nerds. Uh, this week, we're joined by a special guest. Aaron, if you'll hit the drop. Yep. <laughs> that was your cue, bro. <laughs> totally Hello? nailed it. Shit. Put it at the butt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all right. Seth here with Who's Next Gaming. What's going on? It's Seth. He's back. We're all here. And we've all seen some stuff. We've all seen one thing for sure, which we'll be talking about tonight, which is Punisher Season 2. We're a bit late to the party, but I finally finished it, and uh, I think, Keith, you did too, correct? Probably a while ago. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like two episodes away. I tried to watch as much as I could, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Well, if you want to get into us, you can go to facebook.com forward slash nerds the podcast. You can keep that going on Twitch uh, and YouTube. And our Gmail is also nerds the podcast at gmail.com. And our Instagram is nerd podcast. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Switch, Switch Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, we're all just nerds. Uh, and if you want to hear my uh, mumble rap album, it's on SoundCloud. It's uh, Young Guppy. Uh, and it, my album title is uh, Toilet Wine. So uh, give, give me a listen if you want. Can you give us a sample from your demo? Well, I don't have my auto-tune going. You know, I, I got to get all that. But, um, you know, it's just mostly mumbling. The sample would I just sound it. like... I got it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my damn. <laughs> <laughs> They're going ham. <laughs> They're going ham. <laughs> Keith, have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. I don't oh, even know what that is. It's a guy <laughs> reviewing uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries, and he he starts saying, you know, he's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my damn. And then someone auto-tuned it, and they made a song out of it. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> the best is that at the end, it goes, damn, damn. The guy actually looks a lot like the cook on uh, my podcast. It's <laughs> a big running joke for us because he definitely looks a lot like him. At least he used to be. There's an old video, though. That's, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty it's, funny. It's, it's probably like five or six years old, but it is amazing. You know, it's the same dudes that did all the auto-tune the news and all that stuff. Um, and Oh, those guys? Yeah, they're so fucking good at what they do. Anyways, uh, the other stuff we've got to talk about this week, uh, I'm going to be reviewing uh, Alita Battle Angel, which I saw this weekend. Um, I'll talk about a little bit of Apex Legends, which I played today. Uh, I took the day off because I was I had food poisoning all weekend. Um, which, you know what? Why don't we just get into our weeks? Because mine is great. It's been... Um, I threw up for the first time in a long time. Like, I've you know, we've all had like the acid reflux, little like mini throw up. I threw up so hard it came out of my nose, and uh, it was. When you told me that, that was pretty great. <laughs> I um, what happened was I so after work on Friday night, uh, going south on every road was insane. Like I left at six fifteen, six thirty, somewhere around there, and I could not get south. 
Like I tried 95, it was stopped, stopped. Like there was an accident. Tried uh, US one, same thing. I stopped at Palmetto Park, like just to localize. But I stopped at an intersection for 15 minutes, easy. It wouldn't even move one car length. So then I turned into a parking lot and like got the back way to Dixie, and then Dixie was the same thing. So I was like, you know what? And I went back north, <laughs> and then I was like, fuck it, I'll eat food. You know, I'll grab something to eat, and then that way I'll you know wait out some more of the traffic. Well, I went to um, this place called Teriyaki Madness, which is like a, it's like a chain, but it's really good. Sounds like a stomachache. <laughs> That's not what did it. That's the worst part. So I was like, I'm going to beat the weight. I'm going to go eat and then whatever. I get to fucking Teriyaki Madness. I stand in line for 10 minutes. I'm the only one in, well, at first I'm the only one. Then there's like five people behind me and they're just not doing anything. They're like, they can fully see me <laughs> and they're just cooking. And I'm like, but when i want to order you know like just just take my order i'll wait for the food but at least don't leave me standing so after like 10 minutes i was just like okay and i left and then i went to a place called burger im which is like some new place and they make little mini slider burgers it's a chain yeah 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 and the owner apparently changed his name his last name legally to food god well, <laughs> he's he's apparently the diarrhea vomit god because that's what food poisoned me. I literally ate that and then came home. You know, I got home way late, watched uh, some Punisher, and then uh, went to bed. Right, I went to bed around eleven, and then three a.m. rolled. I woke up and I knew something was wrong. Like you know, when you wake up and your body wakes you up because you either got a shit or you got something going on. And then the Madeline theme song is playing. <laughs> Something is not right. <laughs> Something is quite wrong. <laughs> I I laid there and it was like my it was like I heard a ghost. You know, it was like one of those things where I woke up and I didn't know exactly what was wrong at first, but something was wrong. And and then I felt <laughs> the go. nausea and I was like, uh oh. And I was hoping it was just diarrhea because diarrhea I can deal with. I live with it every day. Fucking throw up doesn't ever happen to me, and when it does, it's violent. And you live, you live with diarrhea every day. Yeah, I, I have IBS, dude. For you, what's that? Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> diarrhea every day. <laughs> <laughs> Loose stool every day. Uh, <laughs> not maybe not every day, but most days. Yeah, like the liquid god after that one. <laughs> um, well, so I woke up and. I was like, fuck. So I went in the bathroom and at first, you know, I just crouched in front of the toilet and I was like, please just let it be diarrhea. So then I was like, let me just try. And that wasn't happening. Diarrhea gods. <laughs> <laughs> you pray to the diarrhea gods. And then, uh, yeah, then it, I didn't even like have the thing that I normally get was like that, <clears throat> like that stuff. I just literally was like, I hiccuped once. I tried to burp and then it was like, <laughs> crazy <laughs> you got the air pocket out the way yeah now that the air is done like you just it just all flows out yeah it was right. insane uh and it came out of my nose and then <laughs> i sat there for a little while longer and i threw up two more times and then i brushed my teeth and went back to sleep <laughs> so then all weekend, i kissed my girlfriend and i brushed my teeth <laughs> all weekend after that it was like i couldn't eat without you know having to run to the bathroom obviously so I had soup most days, and then last night I made sausage and peppers because I was feeling better. So I was like, I'll make food so I have lunch for a couple of days because when I make that, I get – if I make with pasta, I got lunch for like three days. So that was a mistake. I woke up this morning. First of all, Lulu had 
peed in the bed with me in it, all over me. <laughs> she has she she has a weak bladder. It's, it's her whole life. Uh, I was like the real guys have forsaken you. I know. Uh, so she did that. So I woke up at like five and was like, well, and moved out to the couch. I put a towel under my sheet so that you know wouldn't hopefully soak into the bed too bad, and went and finished my sleep on the couch. And then I woke up at my regular time, like 6.15, and I was just like, uh, it's happening again. And then I had diarrhea, and I was like, I'm not going to work. I'm not doing it. I'm going to stay home, poop all the poop I got to get out, and I'm going to wash the sh- fucking sheets and the mattress cover and everything. And that's what I did today. And, and, and then watched Punisher. And in the meantime, I watched a ton of Punisher and Baki, which I'll be talking about uh, next week with Jesse. Well, you also picked up a new game recently. You picked up Resident Evil uh, 2 Remake. Yeah, it's still in the wrapper. Oh, okay. But Seth, his eyes just rolled in the back of his head. I've got too much um, stuff going on. I, I, uh, I've been playing Breath of the Wild again, and I got... Oh, by the way, I bought myself all the Amiibos as RF cards from Etsy. All of the Zelda Amiibos I have. So whenever you get around to playing it, I'll let you borrow them. They're just in like a baseball card box. Yeah. And I just roll credits on Resident Evil right before we started, actually. Oh, shit. Dude, watching the videos of you playing, I feel <laughs> so, like, inferior. Uh, <laughs> first, uh, that game still scares me a little bit. Uh, I don't do well with zombies to begin with. But, uh, man, I could watch you play forever. <laughs> you ever like like go on Instagram so much that like you like you start running into videos you've already watched and then you end up liking them again? Like wait, I already liked it. You unliked it and liked it again. So if you, if you've seen that from me like this past week, uh, that's because like every time I see it, I get more impressed. What about yeah. <laughs> what about when you're on Pornhub? I've been having fun. It um, Xbox actually did a thing. They had a new update on the Xbox app where now when you make capture clips. You can actually download the videos straight to your phone. And then I've been downloading the videos to my phone and then just editing them to my phone. At least so, I think it's- this is so silly because it, it, was, it was always there. So really? you, could, you could always do it using the Xbox app. The issue is, is that they blocked it. Uh, and, then, and then if you try to do one of those screen capture things, like on your iPhone or something, mm-hmm. it blocks it. So uh, they no. finally unlocked it. Yeah, I saw the update and they said, oh, you can now share with Facebook and all this stuff. And not only can you just share straight to those platforms, you can also download the video straight to like your phone or your computer and you have the video file. Isn't um, it crazy that they were so far behind that like you could finally do that and we're all like happy about yeah. it? Yeah, so I've been having fun doing that. So I've been capturing different like things. I think the last one I did is, uh, so I've been playing Resident Evil 2 Remake on hardcore mode, but I'm going to get into that when we go to my week. I'm hijacking uh, Aaron's week. Please continue with your diarrhea stories of madness. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Uh, my week's pretty well done. I've been playing uh, mostly just Breath of the Wild. I was playing Kingdom Hearts, and then it's... I just don't care. Like, I really just <laughs> do not fucking care. Nothing makes any sense. All the worlds are the same shit we've already done. Like, it's new Disney movies, but it's all the same shit. Um, mm. I just got through, like, the third or fourth world. I got through Monsters, Inc. world, which was pretty cool. At least the story's a little different. You're not going through the whole movie like you do in the rest of the other mo- you know, the other ones. But I don't know. It's I think Toy Story had a different one, too, where it was yes, like yes. Uh, everybody's missing. 
you know so they, they actually went different from the movie as well that's true yeah you had to go like and andy's gone and like the cast you're with are in an alternate reality i don't even know none of it makes sense mm-hmm. and then the thing that annoys me is why the fuck does organization 13 show up in every world and nobody just attacks and kills them they constantly show up and they're like hey what's up we're just here to do evil stuff and then sort of like they're all the same person actually that's uh, maybe partly why. Is it all Ansem the Wise or whatever? They're all just uh, no. The, Ansem the Wise is actually a different person. The, this oh, is Xehanort. actually a Xenort. Yeah, Xenort, yeah. the bad guy who split himself up. And his um, so in Kingdom Hearts one, you fight Ansem. Ansem is actually the heartless version of Xenort. The very confusing and complicated thing of Kingdom Hearts is that they didn't just give him a different name. They like retconned a lot of shit because they didn't really think this through from the beginning. So Ansem the Wise is actually a good guy. If in Kingdom Hearts two, he was the guy wrapped in all the red, yeah, all the, all the red, like look like a red mummy type shit. Mm-hmm. That's actually Ansem the Wise, and uh, he's actually working with Mickey and all them. Uh, Xenort <laughs> though has a heartless version of himself, which is Ansem, and uh, he has a nobody version of himself, which is Zimnus. Them three, as well as a number of other people that he's either like possessed or like put part of his heart into, he's made thirteen versions of himself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the organization. I remember that now from it's the organization thirteen. But in Kingdom Hearts two, it was actually just thirteen different nobody versions of people, and uh, so it was actually different. And he just remade organization thirteen. And they they retcon the whole thing with dream drop distance. Yeah, it's it's very it's very it is very complicated. I went on a deep dive with it uh, on my podcast. I did a um, a story mode where uh, I do like the tell the story of a video game, and I do it with like background music, uh, drops. Uh, I cut the dialogue from the game and intertwine it into a story that I, I write and and I read out. So I did all of Kingdom Hearts one. So if anybody is playing Kingdom Hearts and is interested, um, you can check over there if you want to hear some of the story. And then I did a recap of it all. So I did a deep dive. I'm fairly knowledgeable with this, but I still struggle at certain points because it is very complex. Well, yeah. Once you get into nobodies and heartless and fucking what like uh, here's the real kicker: if you kill a nobody and a heartless, if you kill those forms of somebody, they apparently just come back as a regular person again. Yeah, they they talk about that I think in the third one, right? Or in, in the new one, they start some shit about that. I don't know. And then Roxas and Sora and and Kyrie and Namine and like all. And, but Roxas looks like Venetus or Ventus, and then Venetus is someone else. And then it's like fucking too many things going on. Just give me a story. And you know what annoys me too? Kingdom Hearts One is a great game. Like. I remember loving that game and not wanting to going in like, you know, jaded 17 year old asshole kid like, fuck this, putting Disney in my square. And then it all worked really well together. It was like, you know, a fun little smash smashing of worlds. And it made sense in that, you know, every one of these worlds is their own planet and all this stuff. You know, everything takes place in this universe where all the different stories can exist. So it makes a little bit of sense. It still didn't make perfect sense, obviously. And then Kingdom Hearts 2 was nonsense, but it was still fun at least. Like, And I just feel like this one lacks something. Like, <clears throat> There's no Final Fantasy characters in it, as far as I can tell. Uh, and it's just... 
it's irreverent. There's no reason for anything. Like Mickey and Riku are doing shit and fucking Kyrie's somewhere writing letters to Sora and it's like the whole Riku point Mickey are um they're trying to save Aqua. Aqua was somebody. The problem is they make the handheld games. Oh, they're uh, all part of the story with the original games. So yeah. they're trying to save Aqua and they're going to the Dark Realm and that's something that was covered in one of the PlayStation Vita games I think or something like that or a PSP game. It was the so it was Birth uh Birth by Sleep and yes. then mm-hmm. then they did X which was the movie I think and that goes a little more into what's happening with cuz I believe at the end of Birth by Sleep, Ventus uh, goes into the dark or is about to, and Aqua sacrifices herself. I think they hit him in the castle, thir- in the in that castle Oblivion or something like that. That's oh, what yeah. happened. Yeah. Aqua got lost in the darkness realm, and she's been in there since Birth by Sleep. Basically, it doesn't so now seem that they're bad. It just like trying to find her, and it, that's what Riku and Mickey are doing in the game. It just seems like she hangs out on a fucking dirty beach, and like, oh boy, it's so scary. And then it's like, but why? No one eats. <laughs> yeah. Where does she drink water from? Where does she shit? How does uh, she get clean? And, uh, well, it's, it's the darkness realm, man. Shit just morphs into everything else around there. <laughs> um, I, it's Big not to say... Mind goes? What's that? Aaron, this is where your mind goes? Yes. Yeah. Well, I th- okay. well, gotta know where people shit. I mean, it's pretty important stuff. I think about a lot of things. Like, you have to suspend disbelief, obviously. But everybody is a living creature, and all living creatures must expel waste, must sleep, must eat, and must drink. That is... I mean... For the most part, unless you're like single cell and then you got to eat. I don't know if they drink. I don't really know about ghost. Yeah, I don't know ghost. about that shit. But I, I, it's not to say that I hate Kingdom Hearts. It's a lot like Red Dead where I just literally don't care. Like Red Dead 2, I haven't even looked at. I got a couple of like two or three hour long sessions, which were all right. And I was like, okay. And then I was just like, I don't care. And I turned it off. <laughs> Do you know if there's a Sephiroth boss fight in this one? No. Did it, it, no? No. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the things is like I wanted to see some of Final Fantasy twelve characters. I've got Marvel now. Like they could have done so much shit. Obviously this was being worked on when Disney acquired Marvel and so it was probably too late to do all that, but you could throw a Tony Stark in there, you know? Or as like a stinger at the end, like, oh shit, now there's another world and then it's fucking Marvel whatever but uh i got to season four of the sopranos i started from the beginning uh show's really good but i really haven't been uh playing anything or or even watching anything new unfortunately i had to uh unsubscribe to my amca list and they do not make it easy just like uh you know that other company movie pass so you have to go either call them or do a chat um, you know, it, it pains me to, uh, to say this, but I did, you know, unsubscribe and, uh, they kick you off for like six months. You can't resubscribe. That's so lame. Like way to turn down money. You dumb assholes. <laughs> well, they don't want someone like, okay, like, you know, they use it this, this week and watch all the movies and then like summer blockbusters come and then you sign back up. I guess it makes sense. Speaking mm-hmm. of, they changed uh, the software in their ticket booth thing. It's different now. Like, you know, it used to be white with the pink, like, button and all that. Now it's, like, black, and you have to type in the numbers on, like, a keypad-looking thing almost, but it's digital. So it was, like, pick up tickets. I'm like, cool. 
and I had bought my Captain Marvel tickets for next month, like, you know, already. And uh, I bought tickets for Alita, so, well, I bought a ticket, because I went alone. Um, and so when I picked up my ticket, I scanned my credit card, and it printed out my fucking Captain Marvel tickets for a month from now, and not my ticket for that day. I'm like, what a dumb thing to do. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you do it in order of date? And so then I go inside, and I ask the kid at the ticket counter, I'm like, hey, man. It printed these. Can I just reprint them later? Or do I have to fucking keep these stupid things? And he's like, I'd probably keep them. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Bless you, Keith. I see you on the monitor. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting good at the mute. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But anyway. I your shit. Um, the, the only other thing that, uh, that I did was um, Criminal Jesse, he's, uh, he's back out of the, the video game life. And he's selling his whole collection. So I got to go over there and... Helped him break down his game and toy collection. Um, I posted a bunch on uh, Instagram and our Facebook uh, because the Tate's parking lot sale is uh, next week. Tate's, you know, our, our local comic shop, um, they host a parking lot sale where you pay like, you know, 35, 40 bucks for a uh, parking spot where you have to park your car and then you set up a tent behind your car or a table or whatever and then you sell your, your you know, your nerdy wares out the back now it's not like a garage sale you can't bring like your your blender and your microwave or anything like that um because you have to kind of disclose you know what you have there uh before you even start or else tate himself will say shut it down <laughs> i don't think he's even living down here no, you I know think he a- moved. after he's seen you know uh the <laughs> web series that you you made with the crew uh welcome to tate's he, we left town <laughs> He changed the name. It's um, Teats now. T-E-A-T-S. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so just getting prepared for that. Uh, Criminal Jesse bought three spots. Um, so I'll be taking over one for him. But the, the dude has so much stuff. Like, honestly, like I, I've seen Motu figure... Uh, Masters of the Universe figures in the box, uh, you know, Ghostbusters figures in the box. I I can't even tell you how many uh, like Ninja Turtle toys, Mad Balls, Boglins, uh, Battle Beast. Does my he pet just, monsters? Does he just collect because he has the urge to collect? Like he doesn't care enough because then he sells it all anyways. He does this over and over again. He does this nonstop, which is usually works out in my favor pretty good because then yeah. I just buy all the games that I don't have uh, off of him. Because like I, I've never, I've only done this once where I've sold my stuff, but it was to buy my house. Yeah, uh, so it's for a good cause. So you get but, first uh, right of refusal, right? Yeah, yeah, you get first go. So like for example, uh, there's a Sega, uh, like Sega Genesis era. Uh, store cabinet and it says sega up top and on the bottom and it's like a glass cabinet uh like a store display um i get first crack at it and and like the deal that we've always worked out is uh is it's pretty much the value what he paid for it and uh he he's a cheap son of a bitch so he's always haggling all the way down like all the way down so like the sega cabinet was like 700 dollars listed he talked the guy down to 175 Jesus. So I can't wait to put that back into the collection. There's a Mountain Dew Xbox I got my eyes on. <laughs> um, That's for mirrors. Bub- 
Uh, Bubble Bobble 2, uh, which I'm really excited to add to the collection. I, I bridged a pretty good gap with some of the games that I went through. Um, I did pick up a uh, Superboy S from him, and I thought I could play Maximum Carnage on the go. Uh, <laughs> on, on the toilet. It, <laughs> but it died like after like 10 minutes. Uh, Damn. So I'm going to return that one back. I'm not just kidding. <laughs> God. But, uh, no, it should be good, man. I'll try and post some pictures and see what I got. Aaron, I got one video, uh, sorry, one book for you. Uh, wait till you see it, man. I got I, a book. I have a question it's, for uh, you. It's a, it's a 1980s book called How to Break Dance. <laughs> and it's like a step-by-step book. <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing. Maybe I'll post it up on uh, Facebook and stuff. Uh but it goes like step by step, like how to pop and lock and shit. I saw a couple of my old breakdancer friends on Facebook from what in my drug days. Like I never breakdanced, but I had a bunch of friends who like, you know, raved and breaked and did all that shit. And they're all fat now. It's really funny. <laughs> I'm like, I'd love to see you try. Um, but <laughs> I'd like I to see question. you do the worm. I have a quick question for you. Are you going to have your blowjob booth again or what are you doing? Are you, are you still doing like the old back alley uh, rub and tug or? <laughs> no. No, I got nothing. I can't tongue dart any b-holes. Uh, no, I'm just going, at, honestly, to catch some deals and just help them sell his stuff. Oh, not catch some STIs this time? <laughs> no, STIs. ST, what the heck is an I? They, it's what they call them now. They're sexually transmitted infections. They're not diseases anymore. <laughs> oh. Okay. You've been out the game too long, bro. Out that STD out. game. <laughs> Speaking of STDs, Seth, uh, how was what's, what's your week been like? Hey Seth, what's up with that mustache? That's right. All my STDs hide, or STIs. Now. <laughs> Keep them hidden, surprise them on you know unwilling girls. That's right, or boys. You lift those, you lift those mouth bangs, and you got a little, uh, a little cold sore going. <laughs> right, it's peekaboo, man. <laughs> I saw a tweet today that said. Uh, teeth are just bangs for your mouth, and that made me uh, <laughs> made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so, other than Resident Evil, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I got to get into Resident Evil, man. But uh, no, nah, I've been up. I've uh, been uh, you know doing the recording stuff, the podcast that we did, the Kingdom Hearts food. Uh, got a green screen, so we've been trying to figure that shit out. That's been kind of fun. Um, I've been reading a book. Um, Game over. Uh, how Nintendo took over America. So that's been kind of interesting. Uh, just seeing the rise. Uh, I met the part in the book where they're talking about the rise of Nintendo in Japan and how it kind of uh, took over there, then came over to America, ended up making 90% market share on that. So, Do they go uh, over the fall of Nintendo? Uh, no. Well, they might. I don't know if they do or not, but the console wars did. And that was pretty interesting. I read that book as well. Uh, so I've been doing that. I've been writing my blog now. I've been trying to write more. Um, I put up a new article up on the website about how I think uh, the console wars are going to turn into app wars and uh, that all the video game consoles are just going to be apps on your phone and they're going to be connected to cloud service, cloud services and things like that. And you'll be able to put your phone in Nintendo docs, something like that, or just stream it straight to your TV. And that's going to be the, you know, the new way we play games. God, I hope not. I think it is, man. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I think it is. I yeah, mean, I, I like my my games and my phone separate. Um, 
Yeah, and, but most people actually in the statistics have come out that like a lot more people play games on their phones than any other device. And your phone wouldn't necessarily be the only place to play the game. You can put it up on your TV just like a Switch and things like that. But what it's going to do is instead of buying consoles, well, first you're going to take away supply, infinite supply with just downloading an app, and then you got to pay a monthly fee. I mean, that's it's a better system for those guys than what currently is going on. Uh, I, I think. I think the money's going to speak and it's going to go in that direction. But anyways, I've been writing my blog and stuff and trying to get a little more aggressive with that. Um, uh, I think we was talking earlier. I watched that uh, The Night Comes for Us. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the best action movies that I've seen in quite some time. It's, that shit was bonkers. It's like the raid level uh, violence, except it's a little more over the top. Like it's got the in the raid, right? The main guy, he's yeah. the villain in the uh, night comes for us. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's where the raid redemption is um I mean it's over the top, but this is like bloody. The raid was more like martial arts violence and like bone breaking and you know, whatever. This is like blood everywhere, just insanity. Keith, have you seen it? It's on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I'm actually uh, was just checking out the trailer. I watched this. Oh with, yeah, uh, the trailer. I watched this with Letterman, my old uh, co-host from my podcast from 2007, uh, and we couldn't fucking believe it. it. It's so crazy. I really enjoyed yeah. it. By the way, it's that's a huge buy for me. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's really good, man. I mean, uh, you actually see somebody like you know uh, in the Dark Knight. The Joker says, "How did I get these scars?" Well, you see somebody <laughs> get those fucking scars with a fucking meat cleaver across their face. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Uh, pretty- my favorite character was their crazy friend, the one with like the he looked he just uh, looked insane. I think it was Bobby. I yeah. think he was like a, a drug addict or something like that, a recovering drug addict or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 good. I mean, it's a simple story, but I did like the story. It, it's a story of redemption. The guy's trying to save a little girl. He's uh, gone away from his life being with the triads. He was supposed to kill this girl. It's like eight-year-old girl. And instead he decides, no, I'm a saver. And there's a line in the movie where he's like, I'm not just trying to save this girl. I'm also just trying to redeem myself from a lifetime of just you know being a shitty person so it's you know i thought that was a pretty cool little um thing i mean it's mostly action so the story's not very in-depth or anything like that but it's better than something like the protector or unbach where those movies are pretty good as far as the fighting but the story just fucking sucks dude unbach 2 is so bad the story is so (laughs) fucking bad like it's either two or three. He just dies at the end, and it's like, or will he come back as a ghost or something? <laughs> I can't remember how it says it, but at the end, it's like, he might get resurrected later and fight again. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I think I saw all three of them. And yes, like the fighting is the only reason why you stay in those movies is the fighting. Anything else is just, it's just bad. But how but about it? How about It Man 3 when he uh, battles Mike Tyson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that was, that was pretty good there. And then, um, oh, are we going to do a segment on Resident Evil 2, or do you want me to kind of get into it some here? Uh, we'll give you a segment. Let's, uh, we'll go through a couple of reviews and some emails real quick, and then we'll get into everything going on. Okay, cool. Yeah, then uh, other than that, I guess that's about it for my week. Um, yeah. All right. Um, 
I will quickly read. Um, we got a review. Oh, and I fucking deleted I, it. We got a review, I think, in three emails. Yeah, you know, we got uh, all kinds of shit going on. <laughs> I'm buying time. <laughs> I screamed. people were uh, were really surprised to see a quick episode last week. You and Jester. Yep. Um. So uh, they were super excited. They, uh, I think, you got one message on Facebook. Uh, Saying, is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that was a good episode y'all did. I mean, I'm a big fan of that remake of Evil Dead. I thought that was actually pretty damn good. Uh, I like to hear what y'all had to say about it. But I do suspect that your basement is probably a lot like that cabin's basement with all the dead kittens just hanging around. Well. Because that those stories, you throwing dead kittens at your neighbor's house or whatever the fuck you say. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is his fucking basement. I wonder if you just go down there and beat the cats with a baseball bat when you're frustrated until they start meowing at you, and then you're like, okay, now it's time to stop. You know, and this you find you're soulless. You know what's funny? Uh, a while ago, a squirrel died in my backyard, <laughs> and uh, you know, your boy got his shovel and slingshot at that motherfucker out of my yard. <laughs> Yeah, basement is definitely the evil dead cabin. Well, we're sure. in Florida, so sure. we're we're below sea level. <laughs> there are no basements here. Oh shit! Actually, I've seen some in my neighborhood. Really, I have no clue how they do it because I dig like a foot down, and you already get water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I've I've seen them in my neighborhood. Um, but anyway, we have one of the e- emails from uh, Troy Not- Notch. Oh, if I'm saying that right, so I apologize Piece if I'm not. Crap. Uh. So the title is Off Week Pod- Off Week Podcast. Uh, he writes in saying, "Hey guys, been listening since your triple X days. If you catch my drift, hold up there, nerd porn. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, or can mean straight edge. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, we never broke though. Keith and I are the only ones that have never, never brick broken edge. And Mikey O'Day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, he writes in. Uh, I really like the Evil Dead cast. Uh, do more. I think it's been. Sorry about that. Let me get this a little bit closer so you can hear better. Uh, I think it's been four years since I've seen this movie. I bought it right after listening to the cast, and goddamn, that's a good horror movie. And that final battle is truly epic. As for the thing, as for the thing pre- prequel with a diamond cover and shit. The what? thing. Oh, as as for the thing prequel, what a diamond covered and shit. As a huge fan of the original thing, it's my favorite horror movie. That uh, what made that movie made M I A D. Uh, what made that movie special and great is the use of practical effects and fear that it could only. Sorry, give me one second. <laughs> it's like it. listening to a kid doing his book report in fucking school <laughs> and he can't fucking read. Let me just do it. Let me just read it. Uh, I'm All done. Right. Fuck it. All right. Uh, what made that movie special and great is the use of practical effects and the fear that it could be anyone around you just waiting to pounce. Uh, as for the thing prequel, they wanted to use practical effects and clean them up with CG. Uh, in other words, do it the right way. But then the studio was like, nah, let's just get some nerds to do it all in CG. Uh, you can actually see some of the practical effects shots that they took on YouTube. Anyway, this is getting long. Love the cast. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, P.S. Don't get your panties in a bunch if the cast goes over two hours. I've noticed a lot of podcasts moving to a two-hour-long format. From your fan, Troy. I'm going to call him Noche. (laughs) Um, I like it, Noche. Yeah, I mean, practical effects uh, are, I think, 
the best way to do any special effect. And obviously, I agree, like, in the modern age, you can clean them up with some CG to help them out. But that's what made uh, Force Awakens so much fun was, like, a lot of the aliens were practical. And then they obviously threw some, you know, some CG on their mouths and things like that. But, um, yeah, the the Thing remake wasn't great, but I don't think it was horrible. And it had my bay in it, though. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, a.k.a. Uh, Ramona Flowers and uh, the cheerleader from Death Proof. That's my that's my queen bay. And she was in Fargo season three as a bad, a bad oh, bitch. Oh, well, that's a real reason why. Yeah. Um well, thanks, thanks, Troy. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, people have uh, seemingly enjoyed the um, the off week episode. Uh, next week, we're gonna have Finn on um, Finn Deets Creek. He's gonna be doing uh, Baki and uh, Goblin Slayer with us. So I would talk about Goblin Slayer, which I did finish, but I'm gonna save it for uh, next week. Uh, speaking of Finn, he wrote in and said, "Hey guys, um, it's your boy Finn writing to you guys for the first time in a while." I've been really busy with school, so I haven't had much time to listen to any podcast. But today, I made it a goal to listen through some of the backlog of episodes I missed. Love you guys, as always. Your chemistry is super fun. Uh, I've been playing some games, mostly Smash Bros, since I'm a Nintendo boy. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. He wrote a BOI, which I like. But I've also been uh, making my way through Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Fire Red is my favorite game of all time, so it is great being back in an updated Kanto. Although, I want my Diamond Pearl remakes. Um, have you guys gotten into PLG? Uh, I feel like it's a slight departure, but it has the Pokemon magic, if that makes sense. Anyway, sorry for rambling. I uh, really appreciate you guys. It's been it's pretty relaxing getting to just chill out and listen to y'all make jokes. Best part of my day. Take care, Finn. So I do not have either of the Let's Go games because I don't care about Pokemon Go. <laughs> I have uh, both of them. Uh, I have uh, Pikachu and Eevee. Um, and uh, I'm really enjoying uh, Pikachu. I put it, you know, as a game down chill. Um, the only thing I don't like is like uh, the level up system is kind of silly, and it trying to incorporate, you know, the the way that Pokemon Go is a little bit too much. I still want to battle a little bit more than uh, than I'd like to just try and catch uh, Pokemon. And then if you play with controllers, it's super easy and you know undaunting. Um, but I like the new uh, ball that they have. Actually, uh, I have it right here in front of me, and uh, the control is pretty slick with the button. Um, oh, that and, does look nice. I mean, they, yeah, they, they, it's kind of smaller than what I originally expect. I expected like almost like almost a full size uh, Pokeball. Um, but uh, man, I'm just like a total uh, accessory whore, you know. <laughs> when it comes to like accessories, I just love like gimmicky shit like this because you know you're never going to use it for anything else actually you know what it could be used for like uh, like an rpg because there's only like two buttons on here so you could you could just sit back take some tub time and uh you know play <laughs> which you is can... mainly what i do with uh you know let's go i just sit play for just like a couple minutes um and then uh just turn it off it's it's the original it's so close to pokemon yellow that it's you know it's just going off a of memory at this point it's something to play while you're going, number two, correct? <laughs> That's it. Your Pokeball could make a pretty good butt plug as well if you need. If you ever just need to st- stuff it up. Enter a battle and let it vibrate. Um, all right, so then we just have one review to go through real quick. Um, it's from Marcus Brady. I say Brady because it's B-R-A-D-D-Y. I think it's Brady, but you know. 
I like bratty a little better. Um, love the show, but with four exclamation points. Uh, it's five stars, which is still nice. I appreciate even though there's a but. Uh, hey, guys. Love the show. Been listening for a while now. I just have one problem. Your special guest, uh, Jester954, uses the N-word a lot. <laughs> That's my only turnoff. Please talk to him <laughs> about that. Thanks. Marcus, we've been saying it for years. <laughs> and, uh, Dude, I'm sorry. Wow. There's no <laughs> ca- caging that guy. Um, well, you know, listen. So here's the thing. Uh, at the end of the episode, uh, the special episode, you know, he, he, he's, so it's, the thing is, you know, I'm a white man, so I make no bones about that. And I can't say I have any, you know, uh, effect on the rules, but it's sort of the way he talks. He's grown up in South Florida. So I guess, you know, him and, um, the people he grew up with, that's sort of how they, they talk to each other. And sometimes it slips. And it slipped a couple times, you know, like the first time I was like, all right, whatever, I'm going to let it go. And then like the third or fourth time I had to say something like, Jesse, you got to stop saying it, dude. And I think Marcus has previously mentioned this. I think he messaged us a long time ago. Either that or I, I said it was Nana, but it might be, it might have been Marcus because the name sounded so familiar. And but Nana I told him on the episode. <clears throat> yeah, I said, I, I said it was Nana. And so Jesse got like, oh, Oh shit! Like you know, he he knows Nana, and he you know he, he loves Nana, so he's like, damn, I don't want to piss anyone off or hurt anyone, you know. So then I uh, I sent him Marcus's review, and he was like, you know what, I'm not gonna say it anymore. <laughs> and I was like, good. I mean, he's you know, I'm sure in his personal life he will say whatever he wants because he's Jesse. But yeah. he said for the pod, he'll 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 work on it. So we talked about that a little bit after that happened too, because I had um almost a similar experience because I grew up you know around New Orleans. And I've got a lot of black friends. I mean, I, I go over to their house. I know their moms, you know, ate with them at the table and all that stuff. You know, like, I, I, and they've even encouraged me to use the word, the N-word, when I was growing up, right? Like, it's just like, you know, it's just how they talk. It's how we talk. It's how we talk. So, and a lot of white people where I grew up at, same thing. Like, they just used it, not the ER, not the racist way, but in the, the slang term. And then I was playing um, that EA boxing game that they have Fight Night. Oh, yeah. Fight Night was awesome. And Fight Night round two. Yeah. Well, playing Fight Night with a guy from Tennessee, uh, my partner, uh, they used to live down with me, CJ. He was over in Tennessee and he was with a friend of his over there. And they were, you know, of course, they were both black. So we was on and I was whooping their ass in the game. (laughs) And I was like, I got you, you know, and I used the slang version, but it's, Cause that's how I talk. That's how I talk with CJ and all that. And the dude flipped out on me, like, "What? You are know, using that word?" And like, kind of going off. And I thought he was just being salty. And I just kind of was like, "Man, just shut the fuck up, man." Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> and then uh, CJ was. CJ even told him, not me, but him, like, "Hey, bro, look, he's, he's not like that, man. It, you need to chill." But after that experience, I had really stopped and thought about it. You know. And I was like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe people, I, I never really realized it. Like when I grew up, my parents never used that word. You know, I have white parents. They just never used a word, you know? And, uh, I just never really, it never really clicked to me till then that, oh yeah, this, this word can piss people off. So I've stopped using it just in my day to day. Now, when I talk to my friends though, I don't shy away from referencing the word, Right. But, like, I'm not going to use it as a way it goes. But, I mean, there is something to the fact that we live, it, it kind of affects where, you. Exactly. Where, where you live has a lot to play with it. Uh, you know, like, I don't use a word, 
but my dad, you know, grew grew up in in New Orleans. He uses it and like most friendly guy, and it's mm. more. It's I I, I I don't know how to explain it to like people who don't know who, who you know you know these black people down here are cool with it too. Like a lot of times they don't really say nothing to white people using. At least my experience has been that from no the, no no. You know, it's not there, but but once you get over here a little bit, <laughs> oh, man, or yeah. or once you go up more up north, it's a different story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll tell you this: I've been trying to uh, remove words from my vernacular that are potentially offensive uh, unintentionally. You know what I mean? Like where you might be saying something to your friend and whatever, and you slip and you say you know whatever word it is, and then someone nearby could either get their feelings hurt or get angry i just don't need to do that except for the time that i went to breakfast with keith and uh, his <laughs> his girlfriend and i said something about having aids and a gay couple behind us left <laughs> yeah but they that was really offended that Shalia. that a doctor uh, told aaron and he almost had aids yeah i was at i was at the social security office uh getting some from from my daughter she's about to start driving and shit and we lost our car like great parents so <laughs> i was in there <laughs> and um they had a black guy sitting next to me and a mentally challenged white guy sat behind us and it looked like he had some caregivers which were some some black ladies and all i hear behind me is he sitting there i want to slap the daddy <laughs> i want to slap the daddy and then he's like i want to slap the easter bunny so i'm like oh shit like okay but then he says, I want to slap the toasty. And then I stopped what I was oh, doing. No. And I looked over to my right, and the black dude sitting next to me, and he looked up from his phone. He turned around, and I guess he saw he was a mentally challenged dude, and he just <laughs> turned back and started playing this game. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And he didn't say it again after that. After it was just slap the daddy, slap the Easter bunny, said something about slapping Santa Claus. He just wanted to slap a bunch of people. I don't know what he had going on. He had some, he had some holiday beefs. That's what he got. <laughs> but he said, I want to slap the black monkey. I, um, <laughs> I stopped what I was doing. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, this is going to get bad. I, I thought it was about to get bad. <laughs> but he cut it out after that. I guess the ladies with him helped him. And then after a little while, they, they left. But. Yeah. Well, this is all I got to say. I pr- appreciate the review. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate the review, Marcus. And I have passed uh, your uh, message on to Jesse. And I think hopefully yeah, he can become a better person. I think he got through <laughs> to him. Um, you know, we Jesse behind the scenes, Jesse gets annoyed with Keith and I because we we don't a lot. Well, we try to stop him from saying certain things. You know what I mean? We try to, mm-hmm. like, look, whatever you want to say in your own personal life, go fucking crazy. But on the podcast, you know, we try to keep it. Uh... <laughs> we don't talk about religion. Yeah. We don't talk about politics. Uh, you know, Jesse, we're, you know, he does blood rituals and, you know, he votes for no one, no man. <laughs> yeah, we just try to keep it about games and movies and, you know, nerdy stuff. Um but you know it's i think these things are, are are these types of situations are good to learn to grow from like every every time i uh do something and end up with my foot in my mouth i try to take the lesson from it you know and it happens and that's and that happens pretty often it happens a fucking lot 
Uh, I just did it the other day on um, on Facebook. I recommended to the big nerd group that we're all in to go watch Goblin Slayer, and uh, two people were like, hey, maybe uh, let people know that there's a brutal rape scene in the first uh, episode. And I was like, yes, that's probably a good thing to, uh, you know, to, to warn because I don't want someone you know watching a show on my recommendation and then being fucking having ptsd or whatever you know so i just took it as the lesson not that you need to trigger one on everything but that's a that's a rough one you know the first episode of goblin slayer for some reason is brutal like the the whole show's kind of bloody and brutal and the goblins do uh use human women or or women of other um species to repopulate or you know to whatever to reproduce but they just kind of they go a little deep on that first episode. So, anyways, that's it. Um, so why don't we uh, why don't we jump into our topics? We'll start with Resident Evil since uh, Seth, you've got the most experience. I played the demo, and uh, I've been kind of too scared to start the game, and not because it's zombies or a tour. I'm just too scared that I'm going to suck at it. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm I'm really too scared because uh, the Resident Evil before. This one, I think, it was it eight or seven? Seven. Uh, uh, seven. That was I, the first person. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I played in VR with the uh, surround sound headset, and, like, it, like your heart beats out of your chest. Uh, it, it's really good. But I, I can't... I haven't been able to play a, uh, a horror game re- recently. I haven't been in the mood. So watching you play... Like makes me feel all pumped and good because, like, dude, you are really good. Like, re- I like hate to like slob your knob here, but you good. are really, really good. Thank you. Yeah, I've been playing on. Uh, so I've been playing it on hardcore mode uh, from the jump, and uh, inventory management is not a joke. Not in that game. I almost restarted my game because uh, when I got to the first boss, I thought I fucked up because. I was running out of ammo and the boss was still alive and they were not giving me any ammo. They, 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 they wouldn't give you any like, Oh, you ran out. Here's like an extra box. Like you're going to have to limp along, but we're not going to just leave you stranded for the boss fight. No, if you misuse your ammo, you just have to die and retry that boss again. That's the kind of shit it does on the bosses. <clears throat> now, as far as like, uh, the zombies, how much they hit, I put a video up, of like a shot a zombie like five times and then it fell easy and then it got back up and i had to shoot it five more times for it to actually die so it these- looks like all the zombies that you knock down you like do the like uh you do yeah, like the-, the yeah like the head tap like like you put one in the one in the head just to watch them yep and if they get back up then you know okay i gotta put more bullets in but if they don't because it's it's worth because it's a balance because and um, I'm speaking on hardcore mode so like normal and easy I think they give you more ammo and, and more weapons so it's not you know as difficult to try to get through but in this you really got to balance do I want to risk taking the hit or do I want to risk the ammo you know it's one or the other and I've gotten in situations where like I was running down the hallway and there were two liquors bouncing off walls. Mr. X was chasing me and zombies were breaking through the window. And I don't have nothing but a clip of pistol ammo. And I'm just, fuck, let's just run. And I'm just healing as liquors are hitting me and jumping all around and shit. And it it can get fucking intense. And Mr. X, 
Uh, I know I, I put up the other video. I shot him straight with a flame round, and he just walked right through it like it wasn't fucking nothing. So <laughs> he don't fucking play. And uh, but like all in all, like it's great. It, it, there's a very big play on inventory management here. Um, you definitely want to save ammo where you can. Run around zombies if you can. But sometimes these hallways are so small. You know, you really got to decide. Sometimes you might want to clear a room out, just like knock out some zombies because you're going to be coming back here a couple of times, uh, you know, as you get keys and able to unlock different rooms and shit like that. So uh, there's there's that. Uh, the boss what's, fight. What's yeah. a zombie re- uh, respawn like in hardcore mode? They don't actually respawn. So, but well, they, they'll, they'll respawn after after you get to a certain part in the story. Then, like, more zombies will kind of pop up. Or sometimes what they'll end up doing is throw in liquors. Uh, I talked to somebody. So in hardcore mode, compared to normal, the guy I was talking to who did normal, he talked to me about this room he went in, and, like, there was only, like, one liquor. And in there, there was two. I had to fight two. He only had to fight one. So, and there's other places where there's, like, two or three liquors and zombies and shit. And for him, it was maybe one and two zombies. So... There are more zombies that come into play, oh, but even in hardcore mode, once you down them, though, the room will stay empty. It's just until a certain point in the story that they, they'll like bring it back. And then the game kind of does something interesting with Mr. X. So in the first part when you're playing through it, it's really just you have the time to just learn the area and take that time. Learn the area. Because as you're learning the area – you, and, and it'll be worth to board up the windows because you actually got to board up windows or zombies will keep coming through the windows. I learned that the hard way. So board up the windows where you see them. So it'll stop as many zombies coming in to the, to, to the police precinct. And I um, <clears throat> learned the area because this gives you all the time in the world to do it. Once Mr. X comes in, it's basically like, go, just go, go, go. Like you've got to just keep moving. Because, like, if you just stay around somewhere too long or you make enough noise, you'll just hear those foot stomps and he'll just pop up and haymaker you. Like, I've seen he just punched me in the back of my head and I went flying. Like, that was the first time I, like, jumped with the game because I was standing and I'm like, I hear him stepping and he just, boom, and my character goes flying. I went, oh, shit. And <laughs> he was in the room. With me. So, uh, but when Mr. X is there, then it's like fast forward. Like you got to go get your stuff. You should have learned the area by now. So this should kind of be almost second nature to you and do what you got to do so that you can get whatever you need and and progress to the next part. Um, there is an interesting, um, addition to the game that wasn't in the, in the nineties version where you go to an orphanage with Claire, uh, with Leon, I haven't played the B story yet. I've only cleared A story. So, but I've heard with Leon, you get to play as uh, Ada Wong for a little bit. With Claire, you get to play as Sherry. And uh, and then I mean, it's very similar to the other story. You have Birkin, the scientist. He created the G virus, which is uh, like a stronger mutated version of the T virus, apparently. And his daughter is Sherry, and she ends up getting lost in the precinct, and you're trying to help her. Well, there's a there's a whole part part in here where the police chief is like some uh, pedophile uh, rapist, like killer. Like you find a book of his where he talks about killing animals or doing taxidermy. And in the game, they even say like there's a bit where he's like, oh, I cut the animal open as his guts came out. I almost came on myself as I've tried to clean it out and, you know, Jesus, it's yeah. like it's like Aaron with those cats. 
<laughs> so they actually get kind of uh, you know grotesque to a point where they didn't do in the 90s and then the characters too they'll be like oh fuck like they'll they'll curse they'll say f-bombs and shit like that which you know it's updated it's cool but the police chief he ends up taking sherry and you get to play a little round with her in the orphanage where you're you're basically just hiding from him and you're trying to run around and hide from him and, and like try and get out of the room basically so and that that was kind of cool and just like an interesting different like little like story thing story beat on there and uh and all in all, i'm not gonna try and give too many spoilers but it i mean it's kind of a you know it's a remake so it really doesn't matter i'm not gonna get too much in the story i mean y'all can play and, and you know experience it there's some minor changes to the story but nothing too significant from the from the 90s version so, so. If, if you had to rate it bar uh borrow pre-owned or buy which would oh, you do yeah buy that's simple i mean uh, look i mean you can't go wrong with a game especially if it's like if you want a game that you can do in like eight to ten hours yeah if you put on like easy or normal you can probably grind that 10 hours easy it's, it's actually a pretty short game for one playthrough and uh and the dlc they got coming it's free you're getting free dlc you know the the ghost stories uh, on top of just an excellently made game like it's it, the game is gorgeous and it's fun and the controls are tight it, it's great so it's definitely a buy how long did, did did we wait for this game? Uh, two years, three years? Yeah. Think of something like that since it was announced, like two years, something like that. And it's not bad for the for the for the content that you're getting, the quality game, uh, you know, the replayability, um, you know. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of replayability. I think they even said they brought back in like Hunk and Tofu, and uh, Hunk is. Um, one of the SWAT, uh, no, not SWAT, but he's one of the uh, umbrella um, secret op- special ops team that goes in there to try and get the virus from Birkin. So apparently, you get to play as him, well, and yeah. then uh, you get to play as a thing of tofu. That yeah, runs they around were giggling. they were bonus characters in the original game. Yes, and they're back in this one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 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 good. I mean, I don't really have many complaints. The only complaint I've heard about it is that um, when you play side B, you, you kind of retread over like some of the bosses and stuff like that, and it can make the story continuity like a little weird. But I think they've kind of always had that issue with it um, from the 90s. I don't exactly remember, but um, yeah, that, that's the only really complaint. Some people have been complaining, you know, they, they wish it would have done just a little more to give like story a and story B like a fully like different fleshed out story where you do kind of retread a little in B, but I hear that replaying it as like either if you start with Claire or play it as Leon or vice versa, replaying it is worth it. There are different things. There are different rooms to get into. There are different things to do, different cutscenes. So there are some different stuff, but you do kind of end up fighting the same bosses and, and some stuff like that. Well, you hear that, Aaron? Yeah. You, why, why don't you open up your game and play? Uh, I got to finish Breath of the Wild. Dude, I never, that's a long way to go. I know. I never <laughs> beat the first one, and then I, or the first time around, and then I, um, and then I think I'm gonna play. Uh, I think I want to play Final Fantasy X all the way through. Because oh, I, I got to Sin on the original release, and then um, like the one of the last boss fights. And then my friend's sister deleted my save, so I just never wanted to go back. And I have it, the remaster on both PS3 and PS4, so I should probably 
play it at some point. Fantasy yeah. Ten was probably one of my favorite. One, uh, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely up there. Like, there's a special place in my heart for Final Fantasy Ten. I really enjoyed that. I think I beat that game like twice when I was younger. Like, I played the shit out of it. Now, I did nothing but play games growing up. So, do you ever, do you ever find out about the canon ending to the story of Titus and uh, Yuna? Um. It came out I mean, in a. Remember it, uh, I remember the ending was oh, shit. It's been a while since I played it, but I know that it was like one of them was like um, not real or some shit. Like Titus wasn't maybe real, or there was some shit about him turning into like a ghost or some shit well, like yeah. that. At the end. He's he's a dream, and he yeah. was created by. But no, so then uh, Yuna gets him back in two X two, and then in a I book that played- was. I only played 10. Yeah, in a book that was released only in Japan, Titus gets his head cut off. <laughs> and that's nice. the end. Somehow they thought that would be the way to end it. I don't know uh, if they've decanonized it later, but yeah. Uh, and also his name is fucking Titus, okay? Yeah, they should have did it to Waka. Yeah, I know. Waka was You played a blitz ball. Oh God! Blitzball is one of the things that I hated the most in that game. the The mandatory uh, game of Blitzball. It took, I couldn't fucking beat it. I had to have a friend come over and beat it. Yeah, um, I don't remember if I beat that or not. I think I, I I do remember actually getting into that for whatever reason, but I don't know. I think I did beat it, but I don't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. So, um, I just. I, I just got in an argument with someone about how you say his name, but it's fucking Titus. Because remember, in Kingdom Hearts 2, the first time someone says his name, it's fucking Titus. That's the first time anyone has ever said his name out loud because in the main game, you can rename him if you want. So Didn't they do that too with um, Aerith? There's yeah. something about her uh, in Final Fantasy VII. And uh, in Kingdom Hearts 1, they actually say her name, I think. Yeah, as Aerith. And because it was either Eris, I think in the translation it was Eris here, and then it's Aerith some uh, somewhere else. I can't remember, but yeah, that was the main that was the main uh, issue with her. But all right, so we'll jump on over to uh, why don't we? I'm gonna go through Alita real quick. I'll, I'll do my Alita review since I'm the only one who saw it, and then we'll get into Punisher. Um, and then okay, we've got a little bit of news, and we'll we'll call it a week. But um, so I saw Alita. Uh, it's written by james cameron uh alita battle angel he's been planning on this movie since forever like he wanted to make this before uh avatar uh and he's been talking about it for fucking 15 years um it's based on a manga i can't remember the name of the manga it's like shoot 22 or some crazy thing like that i forget what it's called but it's also known as alita battle angel um and it was directed by my boy robert rodriguez who i love um and uh, it's two hours, I think, and six minutes long. Uh, and let me tell you something. For the first time since Lord of the Rings Return of the King, I had to leave the theater to piss. Uh, yeah. I have not had to do that. But I was drinking a large iced coffee as I was sitting in the parking lot getting ready to go in. And I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> and then it was a bad idea. Um, so it's... a. Uh, it's like a st- sci-fi, Blade Runner-y, you know, like dystopian future robots. Robot. Uh, well, it's really mechanical cy- arms. Yeah, it's like cyborg uh, future. Um, I won't go too too far into it. It just came out. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. It's a buy for me. Um, 
I know people were bitching about her eyeballs being too big in the trailer or whatever. And, like, first of all, it's based on a manga. It's like an anime movie, you know? Like, she's going to have big eyes. Relax. Uh, I didn't notice them while watching the film. I mean, I, I noticed them in the trailer, and I thought it looked kind of goofy. But then they did such a good job on her mocap and, like, her bringing the emotion to her face. Like, she's very, very well done. Um there's really good fight scenes. I saw this in 3D because it was the only time that was uh, available for me that was good. Um, and the 3D was well done. Um, so um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 60% right now and an audience score of 93% liked it. Yeah. it's it's. I mean, that's a pretty good... Even the 60 is good for what it is. You know what I mean? Like People were thinking this was going to be a shitty movie. Wait, this is PG-13? I think so. Yeah, there's yeah, no, it is. There's like dismemberment and death and stuff, but it's all cyborgs. Um, so it's it's all okay. It's yeah. like my parents. I grew up in a Christian home, and as long as the blood was green or blue, it was all good. I can play the game. Yeah. Oh, it was, it Mortal Kombat too. I like it. Sweat. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, so I don't know how much to say, but I I really enjoyed it. I would say go see it. My only real complaints uh, are like minor things. I mean, one character is kind of annoying, and he's sort of a main character. Um, but I get why he what's, exists. What's the actor? Uh, some dumb young kid who I don't know who. But Christoph Waltz is great in it. Actually, he's and uh, Jennifer Connelly's in it. Uh, Marsala Marsala Ali is in it, and he was great because he had to play two people basically. Wait, did... I I think uh, the guy uh, Jackie Haley. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley, he's in it. Oh, he was uh, the big robot, isn't he? Yeah, he's he he's from Watchmen, right? Yeah, that's Rorschach. I didn't even, I knew his face looked familiar, but they made him like super buff. But he's on a robot, so like, you, they just kind of spread his face out, so it's a little different. And then um, the, that's, I'm, I'm looking at the pictures; it's kind of weird. The guy that plays one of the bad guys is a dude you'd know, but I can't remember his name. He's like a British dude. Um. But yeah, they've got a rollerblading game in it that I, you know, I mean, obviously anything with rollerblades is going to be cool with me. Um, I, I I think the bad guy is Ed uh, Screen, uh, Scrine. He was in Deadpool. He was the main uh, antagonist for yes, Deadpool. Yes, Francis. That's who it is. Yeah. And there's a secret bad guy who, so don't say, if you see a big name, don't say it because um, that's, that's sort of the reveal at the end. So the, <laughs> the thing is, this movie doesn't end end it's very lord of the rings in that way too it kind of ends in the middle almost like it's a it's a satisfying enough story or else i'd give it a worse score but i thought there was going to be one final big action scene so that's when i decided i'll go run and pee you know it's another rollerblading game where they all crush each other and stuff so i figured it would be you know just mindless action so i could run and i wouldn't miss too much I come back, literally two minutes later, I pissed for like a minute straight because I had to piss so bad and then uh, ran back and the fucking theater was letting out and the credits were rolling. I was like, what the fuck? And luckily the dude next to me was this older dude and he was super nice. I was like, what the hell happened? And he was like, oh, bro, you left right when it was ending. He's like, she just like pointed up at this thing and that was it. And I was like, oh, and he's like, oh, but did you see when the dude took his glasses off who he was? And I was like, no. And then he told me the the big name. That's sort of the reveal. But they set it up for a sequel, obviously, and I hope it gets it because I would love to see another movie in this universe. Like, um, it's it's really cool. 
thought it was a really fun sci-fi action movie. Uh, so I would say definitely go see it. It gets my seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the seal? That's the seal being broken. Yeah. Or this. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so let's talk. Well, I'm going to spoil the news real quick. Uh, this is ironic, but uh, it's an, it was announced today that Netflix is canceling Punisher and Jessica Jones ahead of Jessica Jones season three even happening, um, yeah. which is still. Okay. What's that? I said, yeah, might as well get it out the way. You, everybody knows it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, you know, season three of Jessica Jones is still happening. It's going to come out and then that'll be the end. But. Um, there was a uh, letter to fans by Jeff Loeb. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I just, I just closed it down because I'm dumb. Um, yeah, but that's crazy. I mean, we all know it's going to happen, but like to to crush like the the like team's dream because they're actually like still working on the project Are while they? they're working on it. They're still filming that Jessica Jones. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so real quick, I'm going to read Jeff Loeb's letter. Uh, it says, a letter to Marvel television fans from Jeff Loeb. This is on uh, Marvel.com. It had never been done before. Four separate television series, each with a different super talented or with different super talented showrunners, writers, directors, cast and crew coming out months apart. And then they would meet in a single event uh, series, all set in the heart of New York City. We called them the Defenders. And together we were thrilled by the stories of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Oh, and even the Punisher joined in. Uh, They said it couldn't be done. But Marvel assembled amazing teams to write, produce, direct, edit, and score 13 seasons and 161-hour episodes. Uh, Take a moment and go online and look at the dazzling list of actors, writers, directors, and musicians who graced us with the very best of their craft. We loved each and every minute of it. And we did it all for you, the fans who cheered us around the world and made all the hard work worth it. So thank you. On behalf of everyone at Marvel Television, we couldn't be more proud or more grateful to our audience. Our network partner may have decided they no longer want to continue telling the tales of great characters, but you better know Marvel's. Uh, you bet you, yuck, but you know Marvel better than that. First of all, throwing shade at Netflix. I love that. That's my little insert, real quick. Uh, and then he says, as Matt Murdock's dad once said, "The measures of a great man is not is." Uh, not how he gets knocked down, it's how he gets back up to be continued. A.K.A. they better be bringing all of these characters back on Disney uh, Premium or whatever, the Disney Plus. But I just love they said, our network partner may have decided they no longer want to continue telling the tales of great characters. Like, damn, throwing shade at Netflix. Yeah, all right. Um, You know, I-, I would scrap Jessica Jones Season 3, not because I don't like the show, because I think the last episode of Punisher is kind of an interesting way to send off all these shows, right? Like him fully coming into his own uh, and us getting that awesome. He never really had, like, okay, he had some stuff to do with Daredevil and all that. He was introduced, but he wasn't there for the Defenders. He wasn't there for any of that. And I mean, honestly, I think Jessica Jones could use some redemption after that second season. So if they got something good for season three, I'd be game for it. I'm curious to see what they got cooking. Oh, no, I, I agree. Jessica Jones season one is like number two on my favorite of the Marvel stuff. I was just saying in general, like not not because of his ties to anything else. I just think his last little shot of him walking out as full blown Punisher could have been like a cool little send off, you know, and then murdering fucking 40 people. Um, Spoilers for the end of the 
the podcast we're about to do. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's just jump in. Um, Punisher season two. Let's rate it up front and then we'll go into it. I'm going to give this a, I'm going to give it a buy. I really liked it. I think you liked it. I I think got a little convoluted. Uh, There was a couple too many storylines going on at once. But they tied it up pretty well, and and I really liked, like, by the end, I was like, what the fuck is the Pilgrim even going to be worth? And then you kind of see the similarities, like the the duality of him and, or the the parallelism of him and, and, and Frank Castle, you know, that, that last fight, they're so similar. Like, and, and Frank even says, you just keep on coming, don't you? And it's like, yeah, you could be talking to the mirror, you know? So I, I kind of like that, and whatever but we'll get into it keith what's i would i would give it a bar uh sorry a uh a pre-owned okay. um don't need my own rating system um i would give it a pre-owned um there's a lot of things i didn't like a lot of back and forth a lot of just foolishness and and i feel like uh like one huge plot twist turns into nothing the next episode uh one good example of that is later on in the in the in the season where he thinks he accidentally kills a bunch of girls, and then he, you know, almost right away they're like, "Hey, we did a little bit of research, and you know, <laughs> you didn't kill them." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it there was kind of a lot of that, like you know, a a big big plot for no payoff, uh, and it just time after time after time. Uh, you know, another example of that would be uh, the pilgrim guy. I forgot his name. Um, he's in the hotel room. And you think something's going to happen. They're building up, building up. You know, his wife uh, dies. And then you think he's going to take it out on that lady. And then, like, he just breaks up the room. Well, he knows that she has her kids and she makes sure that he knows it. But they could have been a little more direct with that. I think um, I didn't realize that she was threatening them until the the end end were with him and Frank fighting. Mm. But... Yeah. I will say this, and then Seth, it's on to you. Um, I did like that they started full time re- referring to him as the Punisher later on. You know what I mean? I mean, Mahoney calls him Frank, but like a bunch of times they just call him the Punisher, which I liked. Yeah, I want to give on it a you? bar. Oh, you're on a borrow. You're on the lowest of low. Yeah, I'm a huge Punisher fan. I, I, I read a lot of the comics. I've read some stuff with Jigsaw, watched all the little movies and everything like that. Now, I haven't read everything. I haven't gone through the backlogs of Punisher as far as the comics go, but I've definitely read a, a good birth of it, a, a good bit of it. And um very disappointed with how they handled Jigsaw, disappointed with how they handled uh, this show. Uh, I felt um, the whole Pilgrim shit felt kind of pointless. Um, the fact that everything hinged on a gay photo, you felt kind of <laughs> like a, a, a um, look. And I, I'm not here to vote Republican or Democrat. I don't really care. But it felt like a a smack in the face that look how dumb Republicans are that they're worried about this. Like he's running for the president. I mean, when we see somebody like Trump already be like a Teflon to everything that bounces on him, you were really telling me that they needed to murder all these children behind a gay photo there was no other way to handle this uh, than, right i'm gonna disagree with you there we uh, we uh, i don't know that the world is ready for a openly gay president i mean i'm ready for it because i don't give a shit but i think 
Trump is that. Trump is specifically immune to a lot of things because he is so. It's not about being openly gay, right? It's about being able to just say that's a fake photo or that's a whatever. It's being it's about being able to push that shit to the side. Like I agree. there's ways to cover that shit up that don't involve murdering a bunch of children. And then you're a, a Christian person. That's how you're portraying. But of course, it's the crazy loony Christian that, you know, they pray to God and murder a bunch of people. Like at the end of the day, they could have still kept that, right? That's actually not my biggest hang up on it, really. The the but what I what I wish it was was why didn't we do that and have it done in like four episodes, and then we get Punisher having a full circle of like oh shit I want to be the Punisher he goes back to New York and then we focus on him and Jigsaw because this show felt like they wanted to focus on Jigsaw but then we're like shit we got to do some shit with that Pilgrim guy all right let's let's throw because it was episodes that went by and we didn't see almost anything the girl was in the trailer like i wonder when the punisher's coming back so like it's just <laughs> there, you know, there, there was it was a lot of shit with that that i just i i didn't feel like the 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 whole season was balanced very well i don't think jigsaw was handled that well a big problem i had was what uh keith just brought up about that oh they made the punisher think he shot all those women and then they're like, oh, no, nah, man, you, you didn't kill him. We just had to do some research. Like, you and, know, he the, the, and he bought it. And he bought it. Well, this is the like, thing. It, 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 it was like he was ready to die one second, yeah. you know, and then and then all of a sudden someone just says, yeah, we just did some research and you didn't kill those girls. It would have just much better if he would have killed the girls. I wanted him to have killed those girls because that would have been something similar to what they did in Punisher Warzone. Where in Punisher Warzone, that that whole that story there uh, is about Punisher going and he basically creates Jigsaw in that movie, but he kills an FBI agent that was undercover in the process. Yeah, and he's constantly trying to redeem himself to that family for what he did. But you know what he didn't do? He doesn't give up the mission because he's that much like he's that sold on what he feels like is necessary, that sometimes there are casualties. And yes, he takes it hard, and, and he'll feel bad, and, and all those things, but I wanted to see that Jigsaw got so bad that he just couldn't, like, no, no, no. I've got to handle Jigsaw. I can't wallow in self-pity about what happened. And Jigsaw set it up. He can, you, know, you can even ride on that, but I felt like they sh he should have killed the girls. Like that would have spoke a lot more to that character. You took the easy out. The next episode of a twist that I I actually liked when he went up there and he was like, "Oh shit!" Like he killed those girls. I was like, "Okay, now we're getting some interesting character shit with him." Yeah, and then it, they just kind of un, un, undid everything with that. I thought that would have been a very powerful. In fact, that should have happened earlier in the season and then we should have seen him like handle it and like live with it and it speaks again to are you monster or hero because that's something that they tried to push this entire season are you monster or hero and i and that's that's always good punisher shit because it's always the question right you know um but i i just don't think that this they didn't take the opportunities that they even set up for themselves to really do it and uh, and then the girl, the younger girl there too, a lot of great story, at least some great stories I've read with Punisher is when there's an innocent girl involved and the Punisher stops at nothing to protect that girl like or that innocent person. Right. But with her, I felt she was a little older. I almost felt like the Punisher can maybe fuck her. 
shouldn't have, but she was definitely <laughs> of age. Whereas, like, I felt like having a more innocent person that the Punisher's trying to defend, right? It, 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 I think it speaks more to his character. It, it, there's a there's a, com, a uh, comic. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then um, Amy, right? I think her her name is. Uh, I agree. It was like she was like almost like too old. You know, she was like, yeah, she wasn't a little helpless kid. No. Okay. No, no, no. no. Like one of the, one of the great stories I'm gonna use as an example of what I'm talking about that I really liked is there's a story about the Nick Fury hires the Punisher to go to Russia to get a virus that the Russians had developed or, or whatever that's like you know kill a bunch of people. La da da. Turns out the virus is inside of a little girl. She's like eight or ten years old. And the Punisher goes down there and murders every fucking body over there and gets that girl out. Now, the Americans, the American government that had Nick Fury take on this mission, they don't care about the girl's life. They wanted that virus. Even if the girl would die, doesn't matter. They wanted the virus, right? Nick Fury then says, look, I purposely picked the Punisher because I knew he was going to put that girl's life above anything there. And I wish we would have seen something more to that, I felt like that that really wasn't played up in any way with with this. But I, I like stories that that do something to that, that show that character of him, that he's going to do right by the innocent, no matter what. He still thinks of himself as that hero, no matter how bad he gets, no matter how many people he kills. He he does that thing, and I just felt like this show just really. I mean, there were some great fight scenes. Uh, I think it was pretty brutal. And I really liked some of that. Um, but uh, Pilgrim, I didn't care for. And then uh, Jigsaw, him as well. Like, he's just, he was a broken, torn person for like almost the whole thing. And so, what I thought was going to happen is when that, when his girlfriend fell out, she died, you know, kind of replicating that, that suicide attempt her dad did, taking her out too, which I thought was actually pretty good. Like, it was, it was a great callback. Um, she should have died. And Jigsaw should have snapped right there. And see, Jigsaw in the comics is a complete savage, at least in the comics. Like he, you know, he beats, shoots people, kills people. He's like, he's almost like a Joker, but just not the loony kind. He just doesn't give a fuck, right? And he's just about his shit. And um, I would have liked to see Jigsaw snap right there because that was the one thing that was trying to keep him into figuring out himself. And then we would have got just an. Uh, uh, you know, an unhinged jigsaw and had that that fight. Instead, um, jigsaw gets shot, goes over somewhere, and just bleeds out. You know, <laughs> just I don't know. I just I, I didn't care for that. So uh, jigsaw every time he's like, look what they look what they did to my face. Look what he did to my face. I'm like, yes. man, you're still like a handsome dude. Like I'm not yeah. buying it. Like doesn't matter how many times you say it. Like the callback, just like it was to like Iron Fist and to you know the plane crash, they yeah. kept trying to sell it, and like I wasn't buying it. Yeah, no, like, I, he, I, I he wasn't messed up enough, and like to think about what was done to his actual face, you know, getting your face slid down a piece of glass like a cheese grater, yeah, um, looks nothing like what the outcome, like what we saw. It looked like everything was stitched up perfect, you know, no problems there. Uh, and then uh, no one recognizes him on the street. I mean, what type of, you know, Homeland Security is, uh, you know, Officer Madani doing um, if, like, 
the pilgrim walks into a restaurant and like she goes and takes inventory of everything in the restaurant, but she can't figure out where Billy Russo is. Yeah. Like really, he's just walking around the street. Look for the guy with all the scars on his face. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. know how I got these scars? Um, <laughs> I will say I, I like that actor uh, who played Jigsaw? I think he's really good. Uh, ben Barnes. Ben yeah. Barnes. Like I think he sells it, and he 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 acts his ass off. But they really didn't commit to making him Jigsaw. Frank ran his face down a mirror that was broken like a hundred times, and he has like five cuts. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, make him crazy. He's one of my favorite uh, parts of Westworld, and I I believe it was the first season, and then I think came back in a second as yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, like the original man in black uh, bad guy. And he was good. And I actually did like some of the themes with him where like he didn't remember what he did to Frank's family. So then when Frank's coming at him, he's like he really doesn't know. I liked some of that that psychology they dealt with, but they, they dwelled on it too long. It should have been sh- shorter. We could have cut to the chase. We could have cut maybe a few episodes off this season instead of the 13. And we should have, like, when the psychiatrist died, he went full jigsaw. And I wanted to see a scene similar to, like, those those scenes that have that just that the deep impact. Uh, I think one that comes to mind is, like, uh, Luke Cage season two when Black Mariah kills everybody in that bar mm-hmm. and just murders everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's like a like a scene was like, oh shit! Like she went over the edge, you know. Yeah, and I, I would have liked to seen Jigsaw do that, do that to where he goes over the edge. And like, I did like how he set up Frank Castle, and um, he gave his squad rubber bullets and everything like that. He set yeah, them, uh, the the salt pellets and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, he set them up so that he could break frank castle like that stuff was good they built something good and then they just undid it the next episode and and i wish we would have seen a lasting effect like punisher having to come to terms with innocent people will die in this war that i'm waging but this war is that important you know whether or not we agree we don't have to agree that it's that important but we have to see punisher accept that it's that important where he might kill some innocent people but it, 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 it's worth the cause because I think those things are explored in the comics and even in that in that movie I named Warzone even though it wasn't the deepest movie it was a fun silly action Warzone. movie they did explore that element of it to a degree I really enjoyed that movie actually no I did too it's it's I love that uh, Warzone movie it's dope I love well, how crazy violent it was like yes he right, fucking I, super murdered everybody sorry good I got so, some questions about John Pilgrim. Uh, what was the backstory about that epic fight uh, in that bar? Because um, I I think I missed it or I wasn't catching on. But supposedly he he uh, he worked for a guy. He was part of like a like a nationalist. Oh, who the group? Pilgrim? He was uh yeah he was from when he was in prison. He was in the the white supremacist gang, and then I'm sure he he got out He's- and. Money from him. Yeah. What happened is he left uh, to go pick up, uh, do a run for supplies and just bailed. Like, I guess he couldn't do the live the life anymore and his car broke down and then he uh, got in a fight or something and then he just decided he was done. I don't they didn't really give him a I super backstory. Got in, I think that's when he got in touch with the family. 
And he decided that there was a way to get out of the life and change or some shit like that. Because he ended up leaving them high and dry and took a lot of money from them. So when, yeah. when he came back, they the, the family that had him hired, the, the rich family that was grooming their son to be president, they were saying, like, look, I want you to go back to your contacts. You need to find Frank Castle. You need to find that girl. And you need to you know take them both out. So that's why he was a little apprehensive about it because it was like, shit, you know, I fucked these people over. I show my face around here. You know, something's going to happen. And that's what happened. You know? And uh, so, by the way, the. Yeah. Yeah. But the the, the group that he kind of fought against looked like the same group of guys that he was uh, attacking the police station in the woods, or, you know, earlier in the season. Same extras. They probably just reused them. Who could? <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> Uh, the dad, or uh, well, the 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 man that uh, was in that couple that was running shit, is the dad yeah. from Psych. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Uh, hey, look, like again, most of these actors and stuff and actresses, I, I think they gave decent performances. There's not really much of an issue there with anything. I oh, think, and the them. the wife was the Ma- was Martha Kent from uh, Smallville. Yeah, yeah, and she she did she did good too, but. Uh, again, they didn't really have that much to do. I mean, honestly, you see them like a handful of times in the beginning of the season, and then they're just kind of almost non-existent for a good the middle portion of it because they start focusing on Jigsaw and Punisher and all that shit. And then they kind of like, okay, let's let's bring them back in here at the end and finish this off. And it just if they would have just tied that up, that could have been a great first three four episodes. To just, okay, Punisher, you know, he's at the bar and he's not wanting to be the Punisher and he met that girl. All that stuff happened in the beginning. And then, you know, that whole thing could have pulled him in and we could have been done with it in the first three or four episodes. And then we get to the point, okay, he he understands that, you know, he's called to this. He, he needs to be the Punisher. And then we can then focus on Billy Russo and Punisher and all that shit. I do I agree. That's the way been balanced i do agree that they could have restructured the um the story in that way i think that would have been a a tighter way to do the focus is like end the pilgrim story at the police station do that whole thing clear that out you know whatever then punisher realizes this is what i'm made for and i can't have relationships because i almost got this woman and her kid killed you know uh yeah Yes. That reinforces I'm the Punisher, the end. And um, then he comes back and it's all Billy Russo all the time, which um, I, I felt I, like the show wanted to do that. But then they just kind of like kept trying to find reasons to bring Pilgrim in. And I will say I wanted Billy to live and him to fuck his face up even more. Like I was hoping they'd go full jigsaw and like have him carve his face up with a knife and then be like, you still don't get to die and you'll die when I let you or whatever. And that really snaps him over the edge. Um, but I did like that. He started to say he was sorry. And, and Punisher just was like, I don't want to hear it and killed him and just walked out. You know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I really liked yeah. that. I, you know, now that we're really, really talking about it, I, I might give it like a, can't, you can't flip up a nope. buy on sale. <laughs> Because, like, I watched it in two big chunks, so maybe that's why I wasn't as bothered, you know, because I wasn't watching, like, an episode a day or anything like that. I was just kind of, I watched, like, five the first time, and then, like, you know, this whole weekend I just went crazy watching all of it, so. Mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, I mean, 
I'll be sad to see it go. Uh, Bernthal's an interesting punisher. I think he always walks like he's got a dick in his ass. <laughs> or he's right. got to take a huge shit. Have you noticed that? Like, he walks with his legs all bowed out. Yeah. It's very yeah, I, I do like his punisher, though. I, I like I like whenever he just starts doing that, that scream. That, <gasps> like... Yeah, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> I I liked it. I like it when he does that. And he starts fucking people up. It's like, oh shit, there we go. Yeah, I also it's... enjoyed when he was like um, trying to help Mahoney out of that ambulance. Like the, yeah. he was grunting there too, but it was like effort. You can tell he's just like an animal. He just wants to, you know, he's got to keep going. Uh, yeah. I will say one of the things that's interesting about Punisher is like they really make him invincible and like he heals at mutant levels like he falls in a fucking ambulance with his arm attached to something like all like he gets shot 15 times is fucking beat to shit and like over the course of a day his his uh you know his wounds heal up it's like that movie the the night comes for us what we talked about earlier that was yeah. like the same shit that happened in that movie people got beat to shit and just kept on going yeah <laughs> But I, I don't know. Overall, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. So I, I won't say all right. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but I can see the issues with it. And Karen Page showing up again is like, I love Deborah Ann Wall. I think she's a fucking great actress. They just write her so annoying. Like, she's in love with every person in every show. And just, it's it's really annoying. Especially yeah. in Punisher season one, I didn't think she was in love with him. I thought she really wanted to help him. Like I didn't. Yeah, I feel like there was a little bit of both, but yeah, they didn't really get too deep into that. It felt kind of weird that I think they even kissed, right? And then, and uh, when she showed up in this episode, of season two, no, uh, no. Okay, no, never mind. She then. wanted I'm, I'm to. They were well. They were about to. They were doing the thing where he was looking at her mouth a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, but, I thought something like they were about to, or something came close. to Well, that, she but. straight up is like, "You could find love with me. Why don't we run away together and be together?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> I also felt like Curtis should have died because um, I'm glad he didn't. I like the character. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about Punisher is that everybody who tends to get involved with Punisher dies, and that's that's like a lesson that that people learn. Something from the comics is just part of that character. You get too involved with the Punisher and his mission, you die. Like, it just happens because of who he is, how he is. And I think that would have spoke a lot to just the character. Like, Because, I mean, it's not even about trying to replicate the character from the comics as much as just the spirit of the character and everything about it. It's so, funny because uh, that still stands true with uh, Rick Grimes and John Bernthal uh, being friends. It's like <laughs> someone's got to die here in this relationship. Yeah. Rick, yeah. Boy. Rick, man. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's Punisher. Um, you know, uh, when Netflix canceled well, um he uh, he said, "People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Ex- except not back. He's he's, he's yeah, not back. Not, he's not anymore. <laughs> John Bernthal actually uh, posted something on IG, and I just closed it. I'm the fucking worst." Dude, um, he yeah. has been so active in his acting career in such a short time. Yeah, dude. You know, debuting in 2002, uh, you know, like like just walk-on scenes like Law & Order and stuff like it, anyone else does. But, like, since then, you know, he's been in, like, things that you wouldn't even think of. He's, like, a he's in Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. 
He's also in uh, he's Al Capone, uh, Al Capone in uh, Night at the Museum. It's like his, uh, I got an autograph from him uh, at one of the comic conventions uh, on one of my uh, Punisher comics uh, about two years ago, and uh, I sat down, and listened to him on a panel, and just hearing him like talk, like he seems like like one of those like just kind of more down to earth, just like you know whatever, like it's not. And it's just a fucking movie, man. You know, like it, it does seem like he gets a little method though in some of his shit. Because I was hearing that in that scene in the bar uh, in this season, he actually uh, in the bathroom fight scene, he actually really broke his hand. That's why he's in the cast. Damn. He actually, it. but he didn't tell anybody that he broke it until the scene was over. He finished doing that scene, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I broke my hand doing it." And then they, you know, that's why he had to cast for a little while in the next episode. And, and then he uh, does a baki and just flexes his arm out of his cast. <laughs> yeah, the rock on Fast and Furious Seven. Yep. Um, so John Bernthal on Instagram uh, posted today. Uh, he's at Johnny Bernthal, J O N N Y B E R N T H A L. If you want to, I don't know if you want to follow him, but he says, To all who have served, all who know loss, all who love and understand Frank and his pain, it has been an honor to walk in his boots. I'm endlessly grateful to the comic fans and the men and women of the armed services and law enforcement community who Frank means so much to. Thank you to the USMC and all the wonderful soldiers who trained me. Be hard, or sorry, go hard, be safe. So. Um, that was after obviously the news of the cancellation. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, he put he put up a picture of uh like the cartoon Punisher. I don't know which series is that from. Yeah. Um. Speaking of news, let's jump into the one piece of news I've got other than the cancellations. Uh, the Terminator reboot is officially titled Terminator Dark Fate. Like, just fucking just call it Terminator. <laughs> I don't. Uh, if you're rebooting, right? Um. But yeah, just then, call it Terminator. If it's a reboot, it's just Terminator. And then other than that, we just had the, the Nintendo Direct from uh, the 3rd. No, I'm sorry, uh, the 15th. Here we go. You're going to shit all over it. Here we go. So we just Everyone had, get your umbrellas. We just had a bunch of announcements. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 is coming out. Um, which, which looks good. Come on, come on. I don't care. Come on. Uh, releasing <laughs> June of this year, hopefully. Um They've got some uh, info on the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate 3.0 update. Um, and they've got a new DLC character, Joker, from Persona 5. Yep, and a couple which of, we knew about way before this. Yeah, and a couple of new Smash Amiibos. Um, yeah, they did Ken, I think, uh, and Young Link. Yep, Pokemon Trainer, Metal Gear Solid Snake, and Castlevania Simon Belmont coming. Wait. On Amiibos? I didn't see those. Yeah, they didn't show them yet. Um, but they announced the Pokemon Trainer, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Snake, and Simon Belmont. I was going to make a uh, SoundCloud uh, rapper joke yeah. about Young Link. Young Link. Um, uh, Box Boy plus Box Girl is a brand new game with 270 stages, including co-op. Uh, well, first- Box Boy is... Uh- is a game that that mm-hmm. was around. I, I think it was a. I, I want to say it was a, like a Japanese exclusive, uh, or just Amiibo was probably. Yeah, and but it's uh, for 3ds. Uh, yeah, 3ds. So yeah, we're still getting 3ds games, guys. We got a Switch version of uh, Treasure Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. It's getting a new DLC, some of which care. is paid. Who cares? Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance: The Black Order, I believe. Um, is the official title, which I don't know if we knew that going in, but uh, 
that's a pretty cool game to have on the Switch on the go. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Ultimate Alliance. I had a bunch of friends who was into it. I've I've never got into it. It's not my style, but uh, I enjoy watching it my see, and watch my friends play it. And ironically, they uh, uh, announced some new characters coming in, and the full Defenders team is going to be there. Help. <laughs> yeah, that's where they went. Uh, the big, big, big news is the um, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh, port or remake that they're doing for Switch, um, which actually looks pretty cool. Um, they're remaking the Game Boy game, uh, Link's Awakening, which I don't know if that was the first Game Boy one or it's just one of the most popular, but um, it looks really good. It's uh kind of looks like a link between worlds a bit but obviously it's going to be on switch so it's going to be a lot bigger and a lot uh more graphically intense link's awakening was uh the original game boy game yeah uh, did you see the mario chomper in that uh in in, in the game yeah the trailer yeah it's weird i wonder how that's gonna play out yeah, it might just be like a little Easter egg, but it seems like a kind of a big thing to just relegate to Easter egg status, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got an update on the progress of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which was the new Castlevania ripoff by the original creator of Castlevania. It's apparently going to happen in summer 2019. This game's been in development for years. It's funny because like the game, the game like uh, logo, it screams Castlevania with the castle in the back and everything. Yeah. Um, and, and it went through two different art styles. It was originally going to be sprite based, and now it's like two D, three D, which kind of sucks. Um, so I don't know. So, uh, that's by Koji Igarashi, who's actually the Symphony of the Night designer. So maybe I was wrong about the original creator. Um, Tetris ninety nine was announced, and I think came out the same day. Um, which is like a Tetris battle royale. I don't understand how that works. Um, get battle royales of everything. I'm looking for the Burnout Paradise battle royale where you just get a hundred cars and just smash into <laughs> each other. <laughs> I mean, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah. They're getting Assassin's Creed 3 remastered for the Switch. Why? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I uh, think we're done with uh, Nintendo Direct. You uh, lost all your fire, except for... No, Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's the big one. Um, yeah. And we got a release date for it, which is... Uh, damn it, this article. The thing they announced was actually coming out this year, if I remember right, right? Uh, July 26th. I'm sorry, I got to pre order this because the Fire Emblem games, the, the physical, like full, you know, Wii games are worth a good amount of money, I think, now. Uh, he- uh Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is being ported, um, which is cool. I mean, um, I know a couple people that love that game. It's not really a game so much as a movie, but. There is gameplay to it, but it's supposedly really, really, really cool. Um, we got Final Fantasy IX and Seven coming to Switch. Um, Seven will be out on March twenty sixth, uh, and Nine is gonna well, is already out. It came out the same day as um, the the Nintendo Direct. Which Final Fantasy Nine is a great game if you've never played. Uh, it's you know an old PS one game, but they recently did a a couple of years ago did a PC uh, remaster type thing of it and really up the background graphics, which is really good. Did you ever play uh, beat the secret bo- fight the secret boss in uh, nine? Yeah, you fight just planet. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Um, 
I thought it was Ozma, but it's not Ozma. It's uh like that. It's not with a G. Yeah, I can't remember. But that it was like a swirling ball of color. Yeah, it was really dumb. <laughs> it's it's stupid because it like Kuja should have just been the last boss. Like Final Fantasy always fucks up and like does some stupid thing at the end, but just let it be it was, Kuja. It was like two. Well, he was like a secret boss, that planet thing. He was like, uh, you didn't have to fight him. No, you did. I, well, I think to get the true ending, you did. Cause that's oh, the, maybe the true ending, but no, yeah, I didn't think you had to fight him like normally. But you know, yeah. the original boss of Final Fantasy IX was supposed to be Hades, which is a character in the game, but uh, it was supposed to be still fight him, right? Don't he's yes. a secret boss too? Like yes. you fight Death or some shit like that. Yeah, that's yeah. the secret boss. Okay. Um, so, anyways, yeah, and then the last thing was Yoshi's Crafted World, uh, which is uh, they had a demo release that day, but I mean. You didn't talk about uh, Dragon Quest. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Dragon Quest Eleven is getting ported. Which you know what? That's really good for um, RPG fans. Like more RPGs on Nintendo consoles are a good thing. Oh, I thought you were talking about Dragon Quest Builders Two, which is available July 12th of this year. Oh, also yeah, coming out. Which people say the Dragon Quest Builder was really good. Um, I don't like Minecraft, but um, that game was like Minecraft, but with a story. There's like more depth to it. So, pretty cool. Um, I mean, all in all, not a bad uh, Nintendo Direct, honestly. Um, wow. I know. Guys, you heard it here. Aaron supports this Nintendo Direct. <laughs> um, so, Did you go over that news about uh, Metroid Prime being canceled? No, not canceled, but being pushed back. They're re- restarting from the beginning? No, no. I didn't know. You didn't know about that? It uh, wasn't on the Direct. It was announced shortly before. But Metroid uh, Prime 4, uh, they came out and made an announcement saying that that is now basically they're shutting it down because Namco, uh, Bandai had it, and they're giving it over to Retro uh, Retro Studios, I believe. And uh, they're going to basically start from the ground up. So it'll be another about three to four years before you see Metroid Prime. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, that sucks for fans, obviously. Um Luckily, I am not a fan. <laughs> um, wow. But, I mean, you know, that delays can be good, though. Yeah, they said it wasn't really up to snuff what they liked. And uh, I believe some of the rumors I've heard is that apparently Retro Studios might have made, like, a, a bid for it. Like, you know, it's been in development for however long with Namco and I. But I guess they said, look, we've got this. This would be much better. And Nintendo was like, you know what? Yeah, that is much better. And they decided, you know, don't worry about it, Namco. We're going to give it over to them. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's a rumor I heard. But uh, either way, they stopped. They said that whatever build they had for it, done. And we're restarting from the beginning. So that that is, I mean, that's a that's probably a hard decision to make as a business. But probably for Maybe the better. Not. It's Japan. Metroid Prime's not big in Japan. It's like, oh, it's the Americans. They're the ones who buy that shit. And, you know, whatever. They can wait. They're the ones with guns. <laughs> um, so the last thing we got is some pre-orders, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this bitch up. Um, Keith, do you want to read your two that you put in there? Yeah, so I just wanted to make everyone aware that uh, this coming week, uh, Anthem uh, will be out on the 22nd, as well as uh, Steins Gate Elite. <laughs> As well as Steins Gate Elite. I'm going to do two um, of them. That's a bad fart. That was a really bad fart. Um, you want to read yours that's coming up like in a month? So Steins Gate Elite, is that a game? Because I know the anime uh, exists, uh, and I'm assuming that probably is. Um, 
Yeah, so I put on here Outward, which comes out on March 26th. Uh, it's a new open-world RPG I just found out about that looks like it's going to fulfill a lot of stuff that I've missed for a while. So it's an open-world RPG um, that's kind of soulsy in its combat. Like, it's it's supposedly tough. Obviously, it's not supposed like supposed to be designed to be tough, but, it, you know, it's a, it's a punishing game. Um, like... If you wear your bag, your backpack as you're out to keep items in and you roll, you roll slower and clunky because you're wearing a fucking backpack full of shit. So it's designed in a way that when you're approaching combat, it's a lot of times better to drop your bag somewhere that you know you're going to be able to go back and get it and then fight. And then if you drop it and die, you might come back and find that bandits have looted it or are looting it and you'll have to kill them. And it's got full on co-op like you know unlike a dark souls summoning style like this is like hey jump into my game and let's go through the whole game together and it has local split screen um like couch co-op with horizontal split screen which is really cool and because of the world that we live in now they do online split screen so if you're a streamer and say you and i were streaming keith like or if i was streaming on nerds and i wanted both of us to be on there we could split it horizontally so viewers could watch both angles of our our game Really That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's by a small studio. Uh, it's published by Deep Silver, who have done some, um, like most recently they produced um, Pathfinder Kingmaker. Deep Silver also did all the Risen games, I believe. And um, I mean, those aren't great, but you know, they've, they've, they've produced some good stuff. So I just found it and I got really excited about it. So, And then obviously Sekiro comes out March 22nd. What was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, any hoodle, uh, my poodle. Any hoodle, um, my poodle. Seth, first it, of all, thank you for being on. Thanks uh, for an awesome yeah, week, sure. guys. Yeah. Uh, stop talking over him, Keith. Jesus, he's our guest. No, no, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I guess I'll give uh, a couple of plugs right quick and then uh, be on out. Oh, uh, looks uh, like we're out of time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, com. Check it out. I've been starting to write a blog again, uh, so hopefully I stick with it. It's kind of been touch and go, so I'm trying to be more consistent. Uh, you can check that out over there. Of course, our episodes, Who's Next Podcast, are Losing Lives. Uh, we just finished the Resident Evil series, thank God, and uh, we're now going into the animated Street Fighter TV show that came out, I guess, in America? It's a very strange, bizarre show, but uh, we're going to definitely get into that, as well as um, uh, we're going to be doing uh, the cooking. Uh, we're doing a king cake and theme for like Mardi Gras. Uh, I think we're going to do like a Rainbow Road, Mario's Carts Rainbow Road type thing with the king That's cake. That's such a good idea. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to you know, make one from scratch and do that. And then the next thing we're doing is in theme for Devil May Cry is uh, Make the Devil Cry Pizza. So uh, we're looking at doing that as well. So that uh, be spicy. What, what's the baby going to be in the, uh, in the king cake? Like baby, uh, baby Mario? Yeah. Baby Mario. Yeah, something like that. I've been looking to see about getting a few things online and uh, you know, little toys or something like that. Do some decoration to it. So, yep. Well, Keith, what do you got going on? Um, just the uh, the Tate's parking lot sale. Uh, but uh, that's about it. Let me go ahead and plug our friends over at uh, Cinecast. 
Pop Culture Leftovers, um, also the Leftover Army podcast, uh, Couple of Nerds, Blurts R Us, and Shutterbugs podcast with uh, Finn Aiden. And who's next gaming, obviously. But well, obviously, he's, I would. He just plugged it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My asshole can take two butt plugs, man. Let's go. <laughs> Damn, bro. Um, yeah, so all I've got coming is I'm um, watching a bunch of anime, getting ready for uh, next week with Jesse. So, um, you know, we'll be doing uh, anime reviews of Baki and Goblin Slayer. I'm going to try to watch the original Grappler Baki um, movie. I think it's 45 minutes long. It's on. You can find it on YouTube, Jesse said. Um, but Baki is on Netflix, so if you want to watch along or you want to, you know, watch a little bit before we start, it's a it'll bonkers. What's that? I said it'll blow your mind. It's it's a weird ass show. It's it's interesting. It's it's a really classic uh, style anime, like the way they do like the everyone's face and like the you know triangles on the around the screen and all that stuff. They do a lot of of nods to I think what would probably be the classic. Uh, movie i don't know if there was originally a grappler baki series i gotta look into it but um and then goblin slayer is on crunchyroll and uh, i'm sure you can find it other places but it's fucking awesome trigger warning for it there is um a bit of uh, sexual violence in that first episode so if you are sensitive to that you can skip episode one of uh, goblin slayer without probably losing too much just know there's a guy who is in a world of like mmo uh rpg world only kills goblins. He only takes quests to kill goblins, and all he cares about is killing goblins. So that's it. Uh, if you want to watch along, you know, get ready for next week. So, other than that, we love you all, and we shall see you very soon. <laughs>